Oh, they'll be so loud and wanting to talk on the podcast. They will 100% be so loud. Um, be Snapchatting it. 100%. <laughs> and I'm on Insta like that. But anyway, uh, all right, let's start off. Icebreaker, play favorite songs, please. Okay, so I'll write this down to make it easier because um, I never know the names of my songs. So I had to go through my Spotify playlist. Okay, so as we all know, <laughs> Um, the Hooligan Half songs, we already know. Um, I also like Sweet Nothing by Kelvin Harris and Florence. Um, Dog, Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machines. Yeah. Um, Milky Chance, the Cocoon song. And, uh, Fast Cars by Jonas Blue. And Waking Up by Beachy. We were just discussing how random Stacey songs were. I didn't know Stacey was saying that. But I think that's sick. I love that. I'm mad at it. I tell you. Yeah. So it's good. All right. Let's get into it. Tell us about Stacey Fernandez growing up. Where did you grow up, Stacey? Um, so I grew up in Harvey Bay, so like three and a half hours north yep. until we were in year, I think year eight, year, year nine. We moved to Brisbane. Um, and then I went to Capalaba Capella High. You always Straight say that. <laughs> Straight out of the ghetto. Um, yeah, it's definitely not. I feel like I'm the poster child because I don't have a drug addiction. I don't have 10 kids, 10 different people, and I have a job. And I'm not in jail, so I'm like the poster child of Kapalabai. You're like, when they go to school, they say, look, you could be like Stacey Fernandez, or you could go to prison. Go to the dark path. Um, that's I love that. All right, sweet. So, you moved when you were old? I would have been like 13, 14. It was such like a, a strange change so from... That's a tough age. 100%. Especially because like, let's face it, the curriculum in Harvey Bay is probably not up to standard. <laughs> so you think, you're all, you, think you're, you think you're all like intelligent in this like public high school. And then you come to Brisbane and like the level of education is just that little bit further. And then you're like, how am I failing everything? <laughs> yeah. Well, my my expertise is not in schooling; it's in barbering. So the transition. What age did you get into hair? Um. So I enrolled in my cert two when I was fifteen. Wow. So I started doing my cert two when I was fifteen. Um. I did it through Alex Hill's tape. Um. Wow. And then, because when Acapella Bar 
you didn't actually have to go to school on Wednesdays when you're in senior years. So we went to like to TAFE and did my cert two for three hours a week for two years. Two years. Two years. So now like the fact that you can do it in like a couple of months. And then here I am for two years having to commit to a cert two. It was, and like high school wasn't for me. Yeah. So committing to an extra two years of high school to get it done was definitely hard. So did you transition then straight into hair after that cert two? Did you know yeah. what you wanted? So the cert two when I did it was a cert two in hairdressing. So like that's how old the right. cert was. Okay. Um, and then. Oh, so or 15. It's like, Scott, it's nearly 17 years ago now. That's how long. And like in that course, we, because like they still had like a proper salon there. So we still had to put like colors on. We still had to do proper blow dryers. Like it wasn't like what it is now. Like it, it was very much like you still have to do everything but cut hair. So basically an apprentice. Yeah. But, I was paying to be their apprentice and put on their colors. For like the other guys, yeah. So that was good. So at least we got to, you know, do a bit of colour. Um, so then when I did go into my apprenticeship, colour did click a lot easier because I was 17 and I qualified within two years instead of the four that it was back then. Yeah. Um, and I specialised in colour for a little bit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then here we are barbering. Yeah. You did your two years in the same salon? Yeah. And then I went on to manage that salon when I finished. Were you doing many men's cuts then? I was terrible. Really? I was awful. So my first ever men's cut was so traumatic. <laughs> traumatic. So it was like I had this boyfriend at the time and his dad came in as my first men's cut. And he hates me. Like didn't like me at all. Yeah. And he made the comment, which made me incredibly uncomfortable at 17. Um, he goes... Don't cut daddy. Okay. Weird, right? Yeah, so then the first yeah. thing I've done is panicked and cut my finger. Um, it wasn't even my finger. It was like in here. So you can see that scar. Yeah. So we had to tape my hand up with tissues to finish the haircut. And then there was just so much blood. So then I didn't cut men's hair for another like six months because I was like, no, nah, it's not for me. I don't want to touch it. I'll wait till the end. So I was technically, so obviously it was two years, but I still had to do my fourth level at the time. So the fourth year, not knowing how to cut men's hair. Because I was so traumatic. Yeah. Do you know the funny thing? It's just hilarious. I don't know if you know what I'm doing. But when I first did food space, we did it by Zoom, didn't we? Because yes. COVID. And uh, we originally had a big set that we were going to have you. And Stacey messaged me going, hey, sorry, are we able to do it a bit later on? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, no problem. And when we actually had the interview, I was like, oh, is everything all right here? And the snakes were like that. And we just had a massive bandage. Yeah. Yeah, three stitches. I'd cut my knuckle clean off yeah. on a busy fast. Saturday at lunch. <laughs> Which is perfect time we love to do it So. Do you, know uh, what, do you know what the worst part is? I had an apprentice in there, and he sends me a video while I'm at the hospital getting stitches. He's like, you've left something behind. And it's still on my scissors. It's a souvenir? Yeah. I was like, I said to mum, I was like, should we be hiring this person? <laughs> she's just chopped off half her hand. But like, but no, it was, um, it's quite funny. Again, it was, 
whether I, I know I say this at the time, so people are going to be like, oh, this story again. But it's we hired Stacey as a cert two trainer. Yeah. Um, but the Sunshine Coast, because we were dealing with a cert two course up there. Um, and yeah, it was one day a week. Was that? Yeah, one day a week. Nine to eight thirty to three. And I think it was about two weeks, and then we were like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we need you full time. Um, and then just went on from there, and yeah, it's grown ever since. So yeah. we do, I know we say a lot in when we do our articles on poker and cut up and stuff like that, but it is really like it's crazy how it just grew with you. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, because at the time, I remember we had two bars started um, and one of them paid for the course by giving us workstations. Oh Danny. Danny. Um, Home-based salons, showed up. Um, hilarious. I was like at the time we had no idea what we were doing. Thank goodness we had Stacy. Um, I think I only just started that there. Yeah it wasn't was long before that. There. Yeah so um, was that before or after that? Yeah, I started in, I think everything, like all the interviews and stuff were like yeah. May, because I did my set yeah, four then. Originally, I didn't, like when we did the photo shoot, it was like, I come in and I was like, hey team, let's do this. Yeah. And I don't think any of us have actually grasped the concept of we're going to actually do a competition, like we're going to do the forms, we're going to actually enter. Yeah. I think we were kind of like, alright, let's just do one step at a time and like we'll do it all together. Yeah. So I gave both classes, so my Monday, Tuesday, my Thursday, Friday class the option. Obviously my Monday, Tuesday class haven't entered and they weren't I guess far enough into the course at the time because they had only been in it for like I don't know 10 weeks so a lot of them were like maybe next year but my Thursday Friday we have like a a bullying relationship (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so that's with everything so like you know, if we were going to do content that day, yeah. Lily would be like, we're doing it, you're doing it, I'm doing it, let's do it. And then if we were to do something else, if it was to tea, she'd be like, yeah, we're doing it, you're doing it, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, which how a lot of our stuff on Thursday, Friday classes happen. Um, so Ethan and Fatia had agreed, and they were like, if you do it, I'll do it. And I was like, okay, if you do it, I'll do it. Um, and then we went and did our photo shoot, and then we're like, okay, if the photos turn out all right, yeah. then we'll enter. Um, and then obviously there were so many to choose from. I think I had like 280 something photos to pick from. Um, and it was hard because like you are already, you already nitpick your own work anyway. 
So then to like enter a competition, you had to like then nitpick it like the next level. Um, so I think by the time I went through it, I found like 10 photos of the 283 that I even thought were close enough to being able to be entered. Um, yeah, so the only reason I really entered it was because the Thursday, Friday wanted to do it as well. Yeah. Um, and I didn't particularly want to do it on my own. Yeah. Like, and like competition work hasn't really been something I've done before. Yeah. Like I did it once, like years ago for a color comp. So that was just going back 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't done anything since then. So that was, so it was, it was good. I'm glad Thursday, Friday cool said yes. <laughs> it was a cool day that photo shoot. And I, completely understand where you're coming from because that day just seemed to come around like that. Yeah. Like it was like, oh shit, today's the day before. Yeah. I think it was only because you messaged me the day before going like, oh hey, one of my models has pulled out. And yeah. I was like, shit, that photo yeah. shoot tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. So we obviously, one of my mates was in there, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, it, it was it really came around quick, and it I, did. I think and Drew was so helpful with all of the planning. But I, I gotta say, I'm just useless. I was just like, I didn't know what to do because I've yeah. never done that before yeah. or anything. It's like, yeah, really, it's good times. But it turned out amazing. Yeah. Now obviously you won. Which, to be fair, if we didn't, if I didn't have Jason Josie, like I would have been really struggling. Yeah. Um, especially with you having to go down, because like I was still cutting while like a couple of my haircuts were being photographed. And that's the one thing which I think needs to be said. It was crazy. Like we were on a, we were basically in a warehouse. There was a storage container. Yeah, shipping container. <laughs> yeah, shipping container um, upstairs, which you could walk up to, and there was kind of like three stations, hardly any light. There was like one downline. Yeah. Um, and people were like shining phones um, to get some kind of light and yeah. And basically, the models who were coming down, it was like Stacey would come and they go, Sweet, go and have your photo, and then cut the next model. Yeah. Um, so it was it was actually amazing because it was, yeah, like you were saying, Josie and Jason downstairs were like, That's it, do this angle, yeah. do that angle. Awesome. So, Which was very helpful. Yeah, it's just good to have people who've done it before. Yeah. That's why Drew was so good. He was just like, oh yeah, sweet. Do that, do that, do that. And I was like, oh, shit, that makes such yeah. a difference. Like, it's crazy. And that's helped me so much even with my content doing it now, which we're not going to talk about because I already feel sick thinking about what Trey does and his spin emotion. Just wants you to get the photo in before you blink. I know, exactly. It's like, sweet, done. Um, but no, like the obviously the awards night. Tell us about the awards night. <laughs> Probably not how much wine you drink, but the rest is the night in regards to. There's a bit of it's a bit of blurriness, isn't yes, it? I, know, I, did, I was thinking that. So originally we rocked up and like all day, because like obviously Ethan and his partner come to Melbourne. So Ethan's one of my full-time students on Thursday, Friday. Um, so all day I was like, Ethan, prepare a speech. You've got this. You're going to win. And he was like, have you prepared one? I'm like, no, I'm not going to win. It's fine. Um, I was like, I'm just here to celebrate you and to eat and drink and have a good time. So, as we all know, I did drink and slightly eat um, and just was, like, enjoying my night and talking to everyone and the amount of shops. I'm so sorry to every shop that spoke to me. 
because I plugged every student that I had trying to get every student I had a yeah. job. I've got plenty of students. Um, so yeah, so when they announced my award, we all know that we've got a video of um, it happening. I looked very shocked. <laughs> I can have a bit of an open. I remember looking across the table, you know, I was shocked when I said this to laugh. I was like, you know, when you were just like, oh shit. Literally, it's that oh shit moment. And this reminds you of like the Oscars, you know, when actors like, oh shit, and they just don't acknowledge anybody else at the table. They're just like straight up to the stage, they're like, oh shit, okay, I'll just go straight up. And that's literally what it reminded me of when you were doing it. So, yeah. it was so funny. It was like, oh, straight up on stage. good farmers in my category oh, like that and like they're almost all of them were in education of some yeah. sort so it's a bit hard to like go up against like a well educator and like an Anderson educator like it was yeah it was I, yeah but like you know what I mean like it's 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 different in an RTO versus working as an, a, a product educator of last year I had a lot of people reach out to obviously the academy and to myself about doing one-on-one educations um I don't know if many people know but like I'm obsessed with shaving I just love shaving (laughs) um I just really like shaving I find it very relaxing I find it very relaxing for the client and it's like a bit of a like a niche that not everyone knows how to do a lot of people pick up the cut and they're like what the fuck do I do now 
Yeah, and that's because they haven't done the steps correctly to be able to do a nice shape. Um, and I think that a lot of barbers, because like, let's face it, you can learn how to do a lot of things from watching videos or in person and things like that. But shaving is definitely something that you do need to have the hands-on experience with. Yeah, I agree. And you need somebody kind of holding shoulder. Yeah. And no, not like that. Like yeah. This, so. Because of that, if you don't get the cut through on that right angle, you're going to cut so long if you go over something too quickly. So a lot of people are just too intimidated by it, so they don't want to do it. Um, so yeah, so I did do a couple of little one-on-one -on -one workshops last year based around shading. So I did one with a girl that came over from um, British Columbia, Victoria, um, to do some shading and some beards. And then I actually went out to Stanthorpe a couple of weeks before that to go and do some shading and some fading and some mullets um, out at Stanthorpe. So that was fun. Uh, yeah, so I'm just trying to do a little bit more of like the one-on-one -on -one education as well because working in RTO can be quite repetitive. As you already know, same haircut, same questions with seven different people. So I just wanted to make sure that like I still got to do like fun things and still going into like their shop and doing education, just kind of like that atmosphere is yeah. like it's it's different. Yeah. And that's what I found like. I know we've been speaking about education for so long with the private stuff. Hopefully this year we'll actually do it together as well. But it's that we're so tied with the RTO stuff. Yeah. It's so like you have to teach it this way, even though we try and do so much extra. Yeah. We do. We do. And I know you do. Um, especially yourself. But it's like I just think, yeah, if we can do a lot more of that one on one training, the group training, it just Keeps that spark going. That's 100%. why I want to get everyone with clients. Like that's why I cut hair because I'm like I still want that spark. Yeah. Shit, yeah, that was cool cut. Like yeah. I know you're exactly the same, and I think I kind of got that from you. Um, so yeah, that's it's a very interesting one. I think a lot of people go like, and I'm, I mean, I remember you saying it to me like, oh, would it be okay if I did? And I'm like, Fuck yeah. I was like, yeah. do it. I was like, yeah. 100%. I was like. That's what I want everyone to do, all of our trainers. They can say it to all of us, yeah. it's just whether they want to push it. Yeah. And but, yeah. there is a lot of work in pushing it. Yeah. Like, I've been a bit slack over the Christmas period because obviously my personal shop was so busy. Yeah. Moving houses and obviously the end of school year and then Christmas. Um, so I didn't really do much with it. But there is, I don't think a lot of people realize how much actual work goes in making a workshop. And yeah, the workshops do take a lot of like work, not just the workshop. I think people don't realise how many hours you're gonna put into doing your emails, having um, a breakdown of what you're doing. And like it's a little bit silly, but when I used to go to workshops, you used to get like a certificate of attendance. So and I used to love it. I've got like a little portfolio of them and I still have them all these years later. So I still tend to, I do those for my little people that come in for the workshop. It's a bit cute. Because I get all excited that they I get know, it. I've seen them. So um, but it does, like even doing that takes time because like I spent hours and hours doing those. Like I don't think a lot of people realise how much work goes into a workshop and that's why a lot of workshops don't take off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot of work and I think people underestimate it. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of the time, and I know I've said this to you, it's about like charging for your value and I think when people just see the figure they go like, oh, like this is why area is so good at it. Yeah. Like they they charge. If you look at the dollar value and go like, oh shit, that's like pricey. But then 
everything that comes in there when you actually do the training for like higher strength yeah. I know why. And I think that's one thing, especially with yourself as well. It's like after the course they go, ah yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um and it is, I mean like even I mean we haven't done a one on one or anything, but I certainly feel a hell of a lot more comfortable shaving after yeah. that. Like you being there with me and I'm shaving or even like Still around those tracks that I've fractured you into. Three years ago. Like, that's what it happens. I really want to catch it. I'm not entirely confident. Yeah. And you're like, just do it. You're like, I'm here. It's sweet. I did it. Kind of rip off the band aid. Yeah, no. And it is that. It's like, like we were saying, it's not that. Like, it's just that pushing tactic of, it's alright. It will be okay. Like, it's just there. It's sweet. First back. We have you. We have stuff here which will help. Like, and yeah. that's the thing, it's like, I think that's also something which helps a lot, but it's like, you will have people. Like, it, you're very upfront to people, you're not like, oh my god, you just cut off. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you are not going to cut people. It's yeah. Sweet. Like, you're using a razor on somebody's face or yeah. on their head or whatever. So, I think it's just being that, like, yeah, open and honest with them. I, I, I really think the education's, you're going to get smashed this year because yeah. you've got a couple of things in the pipeline as well. Which is going to promote space, and I think it will just go straight away. So, yeah, away. Um, what's the plan? Should we so, fit in the hill? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plug everyone. Um, right, what's next for Stacey Fernandez? Obviously, your training and stuff like that, but what's kind of your. Yeah. I hate saying what, what's your plan for the next 12 months and five years and stuff like that, but um, is something which you kind of went, you know what, I'd really like to do that. Like what you did with the awards? Yeah, um, I'm not sure yet. I know that like I've reached out to Colette about the female barber comp this year, not necessarily being an entrant, but being part of organising it okay. or being in it somehow without entering. Um, I don't think I, I want to be a part of that barber comp. Yeah. I think I want to help push the girl barbers in here to be in that comp. Yeah, I love that. Um, because I know like it does help with your confidence, and I know that it will help the students in here and female barbers that I know as well. So I really want to be a part of it, not necessarily entering though. But I yeah, I spoke to Colette a month ago. I think it was, and she goes, "How many females do you have to do the course?" And I was like, "That's a very good point." I was like, "I've never yeah. looked at it. 46% of yeah. our students are that's amazing. For something which when we first did the industry, because I remember you saying to me, you were like, I don't know how they're going to take that I'm a female. Like yeah, 100%. Them. And I was like, it was kind of like, how are you talking about it? would be fine. And then to see how much that's grown, yeah. how many of our female students are like actually getting that way. Yeah, 100%. Like, like Ruth, Zoe, and stuff like yeah. that. It's, it's absolutely crazy, but no, sorry, for I actually, I actually remember teaching both Ruby and Zoe's class, and there was quite a few boys in there, and they're yeah. a bit like, "Oh, you're just a hairdresser." And I've learnt now, like I know it's a bit silly, but you have to do it. You do have to do a demonstration in the first two weeks to kind of like show you know what you're doing, because like the first thing you do get is, "Oh, you're just a hairdresser." Yeah. What do you mean? Um, oh yeah, or can you fade? Um, so I've now learned, like, every intake, I do do a bit of a flex, yeah. and I do a fade 
in the first like one or two weeks, and I do it on one of the students. Yeah. Um, so they do understand and they can see that we actually know what we're talking about, Absolutely. and we're not just all talk. Yeah, and that, that's one of the things I know which, like working on the schedule with yourself as well, about the demos throughout the course, it's like the, you can do every single aspect of the course. Does that make sense? Like you can go, if somebody went like, oh, I'm not really getting this, then you could go, cool, I'll do that. Like yeah. raise the I'll do a demo. Shave yeah. in, I'll do a demo. Skin face, I'll yeah. do a demo. It's like all of that stuff. Um, and again, that's why I think it stands out over other yeah. um, training providers because of how we do that. It's very hands-on and how active our trainers are. Yeah. Whereas, like what we've just spoken about, you still work on clients. Yeah. So I'm booked until April. Yeah. Like fully booked. Like I can't fit a person in. Like not this Saturday, the following Saturday. I often let my clients talk me into like little extra appointments. So I'm starting at 7 and I finish at quarter past 6 on a Saturday. Um, it was going to be 7, but then they'll can't cancel things. Really. Oh, so, that's, that's <laughs> right. so, like, I'm still on the floor and, like, I don't really do hairdressing anymore. I have, like, two female clients and they pretty much get a scalp bleach. Yeah. And that's what I like doing. Yeah, yeah. And I And I know it's terrible, but now I pick and choose what I do. Because I am so busy. And it is, because if I don't want to do that, then I'm like, I know someone else. Yeah, but I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that is. I think that's actually a very smart way of doing it. And I think people respect you more there. Because yeah. that's one thing which has come the industry. I know we speak about it all the time. The amount of people who are like, we can do scalp bleach. And they do it, and we're like, yeah, they, can't, they can't do scalp bleach. Um, so it's like, and just having that to go, well, I'll just do an education day on that. Yeah. Um, which again we're we're gonna be doing this year. So it's kind of like yeah, is that an ego? I don't know if that's an ego thing, but yeah, that's yeah. That's what I think there. But no, it's um it's very interesting times. I think the next twelve months is gonna be huge. Yeah. I, I know we say that Especially <laughs> especially with scalp bleaching, because I know with my intakes, we've had the op- I've given them the option. Yeah. Um, which we haven't, I haven't really done with other intakes. So I've given them, I've done the workshops anyway. So I've done the classes where we put the bleach on and I go through it with them and like the colors. But I've actually got all my intakes now wanting to do scalp bleachers rather than like another unit, which yeah. is good because a lot of men are stepping into the color and going with the brighter colors. Yeah. So I do think it's good that we are preparing them. I still the next love that people go, you're just a hairdresser. Yeah. It's like you look at any top barbers in the world, they've all been hairdressers. Yeah, and then transitioned. <laughs> Which is super. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I 100% agree. It's like we're just trying to stay ahead of the ball, and it's great to have somebody like yourself who we can literally go, hey, we're going to introduce scalp leech, and you need to go, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. You can go, yeah, straight, easy. And if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to make sure I do know yeah, how to exactly. do it. Exactly. Like, when I first started, my track work, and I said that to you when you yeah. hired me, I was like, oh, they're pretty average. And I definitely have spent the past year making sure that my track work did improve. Yeah. Um, and it's just like what people feel like with cut throating, that was me in tracks. Um, so I definitely think that I've improved in that. And that's the thing is, if you don't know how to do something, then don't just be content with not yeah, knowing exactly. how to do it. Exactly. And that's what a lot of people do, go, oh, I don't know how to do it, and then throw their hands and be done. Whereas you need to make sure that you keep up to date and you make sure that you do do the education so that way 
when it does come in, you know how to do it. You're not left behind because yeah. that's what's happening. It is happening. Now. That's already starting to happen. Like, even just speaking to the shops that we deal with, you can already tell people are saying that. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, we offer cutthroat shapes. And they're like, oh, we can have four cutthroat shapes. And yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's in the course. Yeah. So, well, when yeah. I did my Cert 3 in Barbary, there was no option for me to do a tracks because it hadn't been yeah. put into the, yeah, exactly. the course structure yet. So. <laughs> Good times. My tracks aren't shit, but I am the same mistakes and I'm just like, I'm trying to get into it, watch some more videos on it. Yeah. Like, if you compare my tracks to Leo, you're a bit like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> That's like the whole of the Gold Coast. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, but we can hold our own in a shop. We can do what a client asks for. We just can't do, like, yeah, you know, 3D pictures of my own face on someone's head. You know, we're not Leo and Rob the original. Quickly yeah. And on that note, that's the yeah. perfect time to end the podcast because he's going to be so loud when he comes in. 100%. Um, thank you so much, Stacey. That's right. Thanks Stacey for having me. Stacey's full-time class as well, which is fantastic. But yeah, and super all excited. Outside. I know. They're early too. I know, they're very early. I was like, they've been here for like 20 minutes as well, which is super. Um, but yeah, very excited to see what happens in the next 12 months. It's going to be good. And with the Barber Academy, so especially Brisbane based, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to keep on pumping. Who would have thought we had a space like this from when you first started? Especially that. coming from Mermaid. It's crazy that the space we had. I don't know. Chairs in it, which weren't even barber chairs. And then we got six barber chairs. Which could not fit in No. So then we had the 10 chairs and we had 12 students and yep. 12 head blocks. And I remember the day. It was like middle of summer, the aircon stopped working. I had 12 students and 12 clients in that room. I was like, is this really what I I'm doing? I think you came and you were just like, I don't know if we can do this anymore. And I was like, I agree. Because like, we were going through a lease thing at the time, weren't we? And we were like, yeah, yeah let's just pull. And then we yeah. moved to Southport and then we moved to Rubina. So Rubina would be good. Maybe one day we'll stay in the same place. Who knows? Well, the thing is, with the moving, it's just showing that we're growing. Like, yeah, gone exactly, exactly. from a smaller space to a bigger space, too. Obviously, yeah. it's still just as big, but in, like, who would have thought in a shopping center? No. Who would have no, thought we would have crazy. gotten busy enough and big enough that, yeah. you know? A river shopping center. Exactly. Especially Yeah. But there you go. Good times. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank Chrissy, you. have been amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, we have a couple of videos from Stacey coming out soon, but I need Pete to edit them. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy. They wanna cut me, I'm bleeding divine. Home of the greed, land of the slaves. No, we ain't free, still we do great. No, we ain't free, still we do great. Yeah, still we do great. I gotta say it and say it and say it again. Me and the devil ain't making amends. I've been a rebel since Lego and friends. I got